Ice and Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Trap Draw Podcast. This is a chop session. My name is Randy. I am joined by, of course, Mr. Tron Carter. TC, it's been about a month, I believe. Maybe just add a month. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great. I've missed missed chopping it with you. Uh, currently suffering through some Canadian wildfire smoke mm. down here in, in Florida, of all places, at home. Uh, so still waiting on a formal apology from our... Our, our neighbors to the north we have you haven't gotten any i i haven't no. seen any it's disgusting that is so yeah that's poor form from our neighbors to the north we will yeah, take especially any you know, and all especially apologies. everybody up in quebec specific i want to specifically get apologies from the quebec residents okay quebecians you know, i think the quebecois quebecois yeah sure Sure. Well, we might owe them an apology. Uh, thank you to Mr. Jeezy. Of course, don't want to forget about him. Big news for our boy. Somebody alerted us uh, on Twitter that he has written a book, which is fun. He has. Yeah. Uh, launching in the next next month or two, I think. And uh, listen, I know you're a literary guy. Randy, do you plan on reading it? I, I actually, you know, whoever, and I apologize, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but somebody tweeted and said, hey, how about a book club around mr jeezy's upcoming work and i think that is actually a fun idea so i think i will pick up a copy tc i don't know if you want to pick up a copy i don't know if we could ever effort mr jeezy to help promote his book god what a yeah. dream that would be to get him on but i think i think the idea has legs i'm in i agree hopefully he he delves into some of the the self-identity uh and the you know the self-representation of of trying not to be a rapper while having at this point two decades of of yeah. rapping experience under his belt yeah um but listen that's why we love him that's why <laughs> we love him uh any other speaking of mea culpas uh and our friends to the north any other mea culpas we need to get off our our chest here before we dive in yeah once again i'd like to f apologize for my open rota mm. rankings takes on this week's nlu pod i know this is not a golf podcast but uh, some really reprehensible stuff on my end there. I just want to, I want to hand up. I said it in the moment. I'll say it again. Uh, you know, no apologies to anyone down in Southern England for the Royal St. George take, but, <laughs> but man, I, I, you know, I, I really, really messed up the midfield battle there a little bit. And, you know, obviously the, the people of Port Rush, I apologize. Yeah. Well, that's that's very nice of you. I want to share a text that we received from Mr. Poosh <laughs> concerning your rota list, TC. And he asked, TC, quick question. What the fuck is your rota list? Christ, man. And then he came back like 10 minutes later and was like, okay, just got to your apology. I almost drove off the road. <laughs> So I do want to commend you, TC. You you were you were quick to apologize. You apologized before the episode was even over. Yeah. I that was I think you've handled it as well as you possibly could. Well, thank you, Randy. That you know that that means a lot. I got a text from from uh, my wife's uncle Pear over in in Sweden. Uh, he was appalled. <laughs> you know, friends and family reaching out across the globe. 
it's it's not good. And then uh, you know what this this brings me no pleasure. Uh, I'd like to apologize to Solly mm. as well. Wow. Um, on a previous episode, I, I said that Solly's been to Bold Bean twice recently, and that I had seen him there, um, despite the fact that I'm told I, I did not see him there. Because uh, now he, since recording that episode, he has been there a couple times. He said they're cold brews fire, and uh, you know he still thinks that the furnishings are, are stark and kind of soulless. He's unhappy with their lattes, um, but. I'm not sure how or why I said that I'd seen him there. Maybe I saw him at Mayday next door mm. or, you know, things of that nature. So again, I apologize to listeners. I apologize to Solly. Well, thank you. Uh, how are my friends at Delicom doing? You ever, you ever check in at Delicom? Honestly, Randy, I haven't been there in a couple of years. Oh my gosh. You got to go get a Mr. Loco. It, that place just doesn't do it for me. Uh, hate hearing that. Uh, all right. Well, we got a good episode. We, um, we do a little watching, reading, eating, drinking. We got some recent events, happenings, travel to touch in on. Of course, we we're monitoring. We continue to vigilantly monitor the biggest news stories from around the world. And then probably some, I don't know, some sports stuff and some miscellaneous stuff before we call it a show. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. airport sweepstakes season. So we'll get there. If you're into the airport stuff, we'll get to that at the end. It's, you know, July is always like perfect time of year for for all the journalists traveling over for Wimbledon and the British Open and all that for losing golf clubs including one of our own KVV he's currently waiting on on his golf clubs I hate uh, that. Delta's having a rough week or you know United had a bad stretch there Americans all in the midst of a decades-long bad stretch so we'll get to all that we will uh before we do any of that though let's thank one of our sponsors and that is our good friends our partners at omni hotel and resorts we've been talking about omni hotel and resorts and that they have it all great golf sophisticated resort spa food pools etc but they really do take their golf seriously omni's golf courses are more than just a resort amenity they have courses around the country at their properties built by some of the most renowned architects, including Donald Ross, Corin Crenshaw, your boy, Tom Fazio, William Flynn, the list goes on and on. And Omni has several exciting modern golf projects happening right now. Of course, the new Omni PGA Frisco and Fields Ranch opened this past May, so a couple months ago. This is the most exciting modern golf project we've seen designed by Gil Hans and Bo Welling. Fazio just completed a full renovation of the Canyons course at Omni Barton Creek Resort and Spa down in Austin, Texas. They have the Little Sandy, a 12-hole par 3 course designed by Bo Welling, which opened on Amelia Island, the Omni Amelia Island Resort, last April. I need and to then, get up and play that. Yeah, yeah. You should take Freddie. Yeah. And then the La Costa Champions course at Omni La Costa Resort and Spa, that's being fully renovated by Gill, and once complete, it will host the next three years of NCAA National Championships. But there's one more. TC, you were just in Bedford, Pennsylvania at the Omni Bedford Springs Resort. Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, I loved it, Randy. I played a match against Neil up there for a film room, and it was one of my favorite courses I've played here of late. It, it's a it's a Spencer Oldham, Tilly Donald Ross collab <laughs> collab season. 
Uh, it is so fun. It was in immaculate shape. Uh, it was just really, really nice to be up in kind of the, I'm not sure if that was the Alleghenies or the, I don't know. It was up in, it's in like South Central PA, not really close to a whole lot, but mm -hmm. you know, like not, not close to like, it's, it's two and a half hours from Pittsburgh. It's far enough away that you feel like you're away from the world, but it's a, you know, quarter day trip from DC, New York, Pittsburgh, you know, a wide Philly, a wide swath of the Northeast and the Midwest. There, of course. So. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I I could not recommend it highly enough. Like I would go back there and just like they've got one, they've got that golf course. I would go back and play that golf course two or three days in a row. I did a film room, uh, which will be coming out as well with Mr. Poosh down at Barton Creek in Austin. It was fabulous. We played the Canyons course, the the Tom Fazio. So if anybody listening, if if you are thinking about or planning any type of vacation that may or may not include golf, I urge you to check out all the amazing golf properties and find great golf offers at omnihotels.com slash NLU. That's omnihotels.com slash NLU. Thank them for being a great partner this year. Yeah. Uh, TC, where should we, let's see, where should we dive in here to the agenda? Do we want to look ahead? You want to just tickle the yeah. folks with what we have coming up the next few weeks? Yeah. We got a lot of, you know, midsummer, a lot of travel going on. So we're kind of trying to, trying to be, be versatile here, be scheme agnostic. Um, we got a YSL episode I'm working on trying to get Spencer Hall on for that, as well as, uh, our friend Magic Jeff and potentially my mom. Who keeps getting called for jury duty and i told her hey why don't you come on the podcast uh <laughs> and it automatically rules you out of any sort of ysl fulton county jury duty so you know try to do that uh we're recording uh some owners eps here at the beginning of august we've had a lot of people reaching out saying hey where's where's the next owners app uh we're working on that we're working on a perfect club for the bear kvv and i have been batting around an oj made in america perfect club as well so uh, and we got football seats. Uh, I was yeah. going to say we got football season on the horizon. People are clamoring for Mr. Poosh's football take. So we, we'll have to find time to do our team draft and all that fun stuff as well. Should be yeah. an exciting few months here. Randy, what, uh, I'll start it off with you. What, what's been going on in your world, uh, from a, you know, watching, reading, eating, drinking perspective. I'm, I'm in a little bit of a funk reading. I have to admit, um, I am not reading at quite the pace I have been the last couple of years, which I think is fine. You know, my my the veracity of my reading ebbs and flows a little bit naturally, and I, I don't know exactly the cause. I think you know, I, I got through a couple pretty dense, heavy subject matters. I did the biography on J. Robert Oppenheimer ahead of. Uh, the movie that's now out this week. I did Empire of Pain, all about the Sackler dynasty. And I think, you know, getting through those, I, I'm... That's I'm, some heavy, heavy stuff. That's what the... The, uh, the atomic bomb and the uh, the opioid crisis. Just the name of that one, American Prometheus, I believe is the title yeah. of the uh, Oppenheimer one. Yeah, opioids and, and you know, nuclear weapons. That's... Uh, a lot, lot of death and destruction, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm, I'm searching for kind of a light novel. I, I think that's what a bit of my hang-up is. I don't have that just quick, easy, breezy read right now, but 
we'll effort something. So all that's to say, not really much to report from the reading front. On the watching front, been to a few movies lately. Always love going to movies. Have seen uh, Past Lives, which is probably my favorite that I've seen released in 2023 this year. Just saw No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence movie a couple nights ago. That was just a fun time. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, but yeah, that's honestly uh, eating with our travels. I've been doing a lot of carry out. I need to get back to the grocery and get back into routine of cooking. So not much, not much that way. How about you? Uh, it's tomato season. So I've been you, seeking out all sorts of local farmers markets and, and, you know, on vacation and all that. I actually went to the market last night, just been making this tomato. I, so I buy those Parmesan crisps and then I dice up some fresh tomatoes, throw a little bit of like honey, you know, vinegar on them. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, some salt, some pepper, maybe some croutons or some fried onions and just mix all that together. And I could, I'm, I'm ODing on tomatoes here of late. Do you have a line to any Ohio tomatoes? I know you always I don't. They're the best. And like, yeah. I'm so bummed. So I was up on vacation last week. We were in the Hudson Valley for a few days. And then we went to New York city and it like brought me so much joy being up there and just you know, all those farm side stands and they've got nice dark soil up there and reminded me of, of all the Ohio tomatoes. And, and the corn, for that matter, too. The corn was awesome as well. We're, yeah, we're, we're approaching corn season. Actually, I just picked up some really good peaches. Uh, I, I did pop in just quickly for some staples, milk and bread, and I picked up a few peaches and very impressed with we, – we are in peach season right now, TC. We are. We are. Uh, I've been deep into the Nok Cham scene. Uh, it's like a fish, you know, kind of a Vietnamese fish sauce mixed with lime it's the best. I, I've been putting that on all sorts of like chicken, cilantro, all sorts of recipes there. Uh, we went berry picking on our vacation. That's well. so much fun. It's What'd you awesome. guys pick? We picked raspberries, mostly raspberries, a few blueberries as well, but blueberries, we were, we were a couple weeks early for the blueberries. So okay. uh, yeah, that was delightful. Trying to teach our boys, you know, where food comes from how much work goes into it, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's milk or, or chickens or, you know, steaks or, or fishing or whatever. So, um, you know, then yeah, been deep in the gazpacho scene, all sorts of salads. I want to shout out, uh, Guido's market up in great Barrington, Massachusetts, which is just across the border from where our Airbnb was up there. It was, it was a, one of the best markets I've ever been to. Uh, just, you know, great wine selection, great all, you know, got this delightful bottle from Greece called lost, uh, it was like an 80% Muscovillero and 20% Malagusia. And uh, that was, that it was, it was the perfect mix of flavor and lightness for summer. Um, I've been on a big scallops kick lately. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, actually, really? Yeah. I mean, yes. I'll eat them. I'll eat yeah. them. I, I just don't seek them out. Scallops with like some, you know, some, like a bacon, yeah bacon and um you know corn reduction kind of thing that's what i've been doing lately and then great wine shop by neil's by neil's place up in new york uh smith and vine you know fantastic and actually shout out to neil's wife carson my sister-in-law she had a wonderful sun-dried tomato orzo i'm not usually a big sun-dried tomato guy yeah but 
these were these were fantastic. So I love it. I love it. I, you made us a great meal in Pebble too. I, I want to brag on you a little bit. When we were out at the Women's Open, you cooked dinner one night and wonderful steak. You you and your mom, you guys make the best steaks. And then you had uh, a, a white fish and what was the the cabbage? I know you were the, the oh, cabbage yeah. was delicious. That was a Molly Baz special. That was uh yeah, just like a, a kind of oven roasted cabbage. Um, yeah, kind of crunchy, crunchy cabbage with that nok chom. That was the sauce I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, I was gonna say that sounded familiar. Yeah. Uh you know what? I gotta say with California, we were out in Carmel for a week. I think California's broken, man. I know a lot of people are saying that, but just it's really hard to like even find a market that's open past like five or six PM. Like people are on their own time out there. I, you know, counterpoint <laughs> is California broken or is the rest of the country broken? It seems like they're a little bit off kilter as far as being able to, you know, you got to really plan your day out, out there. Yeah, you do. I, some of that too is, is Carmel and Monterey to be fair. I think <sighs> yeah, but it's like everywhere outside the cities. I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's a different, different pace of life out there. Maybe it's a me problem, but you, know, you didn't like uh, drivers. You, you you just you were getting annoyed with the people a little bit. It's hey. a little bit. Everybody's just on a different planet. And and again, maybe that's maybe that's more of a Monterey Peninsula thing than than. But I've I've seen it up in you know seen it up in in Marin County. You don't see it quite as much in Southern California. Central Coast is a good mix. Yeah, I think. So um, I'm trying to think otherwise, I've been uh, I've gotten Freddie deep into Thai food lately as well it's unseated uh our local thai place has unseated chilies as his favorite restaurant okay which it feels like a massive That's huge massive yeah rain. yeah yeah uh that and then there's a new peruvian place by us as well that i've been taking him a lot too which he you know he just like that kid can eat like 30 ounces of steak in one sitting so <laughs> lomo saltado is is his thing um trying to think what else does, does freddy does, yeah. does what's freddy's uh spice level does he like, like a little medium. kick in there? They they yeah. do a they do a one to or a zero to four uh, at our our local place, and we're like a two right now with him. Okay, that's so, about where I yeah yeah. But yeah, I mean he's super adventurous. All the you know fresh rolls and all the different pad thais and masaman curries and you know um, all that stuff. Good for him. Yeah, uh, watching. I'm super backed up. I, I need to watch the Tour de France doc. I need to watch the quarterbacks thing on Netflix. Although maybe I don't need to watch that. I know. Um, I'm yeah. I'm same boat. I, I don't know if I need to watch it. I, I just, I, I can't do much Mahomes and Cousins. I don't know who the other two quarterbacks are. Mariota, like the, he yeah. doesn't do anything for me. Um, and then I started the new Top Chef. I'm like two two eps in there. It's Padma's last season. Uh, they're, they're, they're overseas. They're in London and Paris, I think. Hmm. So I uh, haven't started the bear season two yet. I'm just going to dive in and probably watch that in like one or two days. Um, and then, yeah, listening. Haven't, haven't really been listening to much, just my normal, you know, classical music and mix some Zach Bryan and, and some other stuff in. So anybody out there, if you have any recommendations, holler at me. And then reading, you know, I've been trying to get my tabs down, Randy, down under 120 tabs right now. I'm proud of you. Down. Yeah, that I was. was at, I was at like 210 a couple weeks ago. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you, you got them down and you're trying to keep them down. A lot of things popping up from Texas monthly. They continue to just punch above their weight. Washington post been getting a lot of stuff from Washington post lately here too. So, uh, people just send me stuff. So, you know, it's it, like, it's the number of tabs I have open is kind of a reflection of how good everybody's doing at sending me stuff as well. I, I do. Now that you're talking about that and specific to the Washington post, did you read the Sally Jenkins piece on Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova called bitter rival? I did. Beloved uh, friends, survivors. I, I really recommended that. it. And it was yeah. just, a, it was a beautiful piece about friendship and, life and tragedy and hope i think so. yeah um tc i've been listening to a lot of taylor swift lately i know you have it's uh i can't wait to hear about this concert man well should we should we should we go there then i think we should go there i think that's that's the that's the main event on this podcast it uh it blew my mind it it really truly blew my mind i i will start with that for some, uh, let me let me give the whole context here. So, my niece, I have a niece. She's 15 years old right now, uh, but literally ever since she has been like what two, three years old, she has been a Taylor Swift fan. She is a true Swifty in every sense of the word. Uh, plays and sings and does all of that as well, and. My niece had been to two prior Taylor Swift concerts with my brother-in-law, Eric. Eric's a big Swifty, and they really tried hard to get tickets this time around for the Cincinnati shows for Taylor Swift. And you'll remember the Ticketmaster debacle, how hard it was yeah. for anybody to get tickets across the country. Well, they got shut out, and so it was looking like no concert for my niece this year. And... A girl I'm dating here in Denver, she's also a Taylor Swift fan. She happened to get tickets, and I said, hey, I don't know if you have plans for those tickets, but my niece would absolutely go wild, and so that's what happened. I ended up giving my niece a Taylor Swift ticket for Christmas. She flew out here on her own from Cincinnati uh, for the weekend, and just, I mean, kind of shed tears at Christmas time when she received the gift was so, so excited for this weekend and this show. And so, you know, a couple weeks out, we were on a, a text thread and she was sending me, you know, we got to do outfits. What are you going to dress up as? And I was like, I have no idea. You got to help me with this stuff. And uh, finally stumbled upon some guys, mainly guys dressing up as tennis players from one of the Taylor Swift songs called The Man. I guess the music video, it features, among other things, uh, a, a tennis scene. And so I was like, perfect. I can, if there's one thing I can do, I can dress up as, as a tennis player. And uh, so that was my outfit. She dressed up in like this this dress and fancy fingernails and and this hat and the boots and you know it was this big thing. So the the stoke levels are high around Denver. You know every restaurant has signs and stuff catering to Taylor Swift fans. One place we like to go to brunch had Taylor Swift brunches where they were just blaring Taylor Swift music all brunch. People were singing along and I, I've literally. Like outside of a major sporting event, I've never seen that type of reaction or catering to a very specific event by 
like businesses, bars, restaurants. Like this is an economic boom yeah. that, that was happening in Denver. And it's got to be like the the whole how sought after these tickets are. It's got to be a bunch of people traveling in from out of town too. Like they're they're probably yes. getting them in whatever city they can possibly get their hands on, and then they'll figure out the rest later, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's like any city, I'll take the tickets, we'll fly there. So you have yeah. tons of people, you know, tourists showing up, like the the ice cream place near me. Uh, you, you can just kind of tell who's in town for the show. And and it's fun. It creates a, a an energy and, and an atmosphere. Well, we get to Friday. Uh, we're so excited. My niece is out here. My girlfriend comes over. We're doing... A big thing is to do like friendship bracelets where people put like lyrics on the bracelet. Uh, so we're doing that. Of course, I'm making two or three myself. It, it's like an all day tailgate pre gaming mentality, but with like a 15 year old, right? So it's not like we're going to the parking <laughs> lot and just getting obliterated uh, off of alcohol Why? or something. Any mocktails? Uh, there were mocktails. I don't. We didn't enjoy any. I don't yeah. think we we were sticking to soda. I think she had a Shirley Temple one at one point. But um, yeah. So we go to dinner. It's so funny. Eric, my brother in law, is texting me the whole day. What's your plan? When are you guys getting there? You know, he wants to know every detail. I'm like, well, we're gonna plan to get to the stadium between like six thirty and seven. Taylor comes on at eight. He's like, oh, that's cutting it close, boy. Like, you sure you shouldn't? And then so he starts planting that seed in my niece's ear. My niece is getting all nervous. Like, the whole time at dinner, she's like, okay, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? It's like, yeah, yeah. No, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go. So we finally make our way. Uh, we're, we're walking to the stadium. And this is where it starts to just hit me, right? Because I'm like, I I'm expecting a good time. I've heard great things about Taylor Swift performances. She, she yeah. puts on a hell of a show like i don't mind her music i actually like some of her songs I, I can't say i like know the whole catalog by any means but just walking towards the stadium and it's at uh empower field mile high stadium you just start seeing these big packs of swifties and you have every different age group and demographic you have young elementary kids with their moms i saw young boys with their moms you see dads with their daughters you see high school girls together you see you know 20 year olds together you see people like us you see older folks you see i mean it's just every type of demographic you can imagine and the thing that sticks out is everybody is kind of dressed up everybody has that they they are all into this night and to this show and you know, the whole thing is the concert is the era's concert. And so it's it's a celebration of like each era of Taylor Swift music. And so people style their outfits based on different eras. Some are going way back to some of the original albums. Some are like reputation albums. Some are Midnight's, which is the most recent one. How many albums one. does she have? I think she had, well, in. And she's re-recording them. I know that. I know the masters and all that. I know. I don't know offhand. I want to say maybe like 10 to 12, I would That's guess. prolific. Yeah. Across, you know, well, God, she's released like four in the last three years. She, yeah. she's, she was very busy during COVID. So I liked anyway. her last one, kind of moody and like modern. Yeah. Yeah. She's starting to get some like, um, it's well, like produced, right? Yeah. 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 
so we get to the stadium. We get in fine, of course. All the worry from Eric was totally unfounded. We had a great plan. Per usual. Yeah, we executed it. We get to our seats about, I don't know, seven. So we have about an hour before Taylor's going to take the take the stage. And TC, it's just I the whole night, and I'm I, trying to reflect on my feelings. The best I can do, and this is all going to sound so cheesy, and I'm aware of that, but it, it is true. I promise it's true. That's the best part. Like it, it, it like it, lean into it. It's so unironic and and earnest. Yes. And yeah, there was there was just this unmitigated joy that was just everywhere in the stadium. And at first, I wanted to compare it to like, oh, you know, I'm sure so many people would have felt like how I would feel if the Bengals were in the Super Bowl or the Reds in the World Series. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, it's not like that. Because when the Bengals are in a big game or, you know, the Reds are in a big game, there's always this sense of like nervousness and dread anxiety, yeah. and anxiety. And there, that's what was missing everywhere was it, it was like we were at, for me, a Bengals Super Bowl game, but I was assured that the game was going to go as smoothly as possible and the Bengals were going to win, and this was all, I could know this all ahead of time. And it just left people like in this state of pure joy and relaxation. And I, I don't know, like little stuff, right? You know, huge concession lines out on the concourse and usually trying to navigate those at like any other concert or sporting event. It's just a pain in the ass, right? And you're like, people, you're trying to get through people. and But here it's like, oh my gosh, excuse me. Oh yeah, come through. Oh, I love your outfit. Like, oh my gosh, you guys look so cool. Like not necessarily me, but just everywhere. That's just all you hear. You know, people would get up during the show and go to the bathroom or, you know, go get a drink. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just need to sneak by. And it's like, when have you ever, like when has anybody ever apologized for stuff like that at a sporting event? It just... You know, it, it just was like the best of humanity for for one night. For and it's a three and a half hour show. It's it is incredible. I mean, all right. So the show is it? It's three and a half hours. Like that's a long ass show. I mean, most long. acts play for like two hours max these days. Yeah. Is there an intermission or is there is there pyrotechnics? What's the lighting like? Yeah. Walk me through the stage, all that stuff. Yeah, big ass stage. So if you kind of picture a football stadium. They set the stage up kind of towards one end zone. So the seats right behind that end zone are empty. And then the rest of the stadium, kind of a horseshoe, is all filled in. There's a gigantic uh, display screen right behind the stage. And then the stage is like the biggest stage I've ever seen in my life. It, it comes out not 100 yards, but it's probably a 60-yard long stage with offshoots. At, at certain points, so where she can go like right and left, almost like to the sideline of the football field. So it's just a massive, massive stage. Uh, you, you have the big screen behind her, and then they they utilized a couple of the stadium boards. Uh, I think for people sitting kind of right on the side of the stages, they could kind of look out and see those smaller corner stadium boards. And Taylor... Besides costume changes or outfit changes, no intermission. You know, there'd be like a two, three, four minute lull at times where you could tell she was getting into another outfit and we were going to switch eras. But the most coordinated, choreographed, um, it just is cool. 
right? And and shout out Capital One, uh, the 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 sponsor. <laughs> God, they everybody these, seems to be coming around on Capital yeah, One. Right? They give you these wristbands, uh, which are become like lit up and and through the power of technology, like they change colors, right? So you're just looking out across this stadium and you see these light shows and with the stuff on people's wrists. Um, I mean, Taylor's going through a number of different wardrobes. I guess she wore a new dress for Enchanted, which I'm told is a big deal at the Denver show we were at. Uh, what else? She's in high heels the whole time. Like I was exhausted after one night of just like watching her and pretty much being on my feet all the time. I mean, everybody just kind of stands. Some of the costume changes, people will sit down for a couple minutes, but then it's right back up. I can't imagine how she does it. She, she's finishing her, her American tour playing six shows in seven nights. Again, three and a half hours, high heels, just pouring it all out there. It sounds it's, like it's a five-set really Wimbledon match yeah. every night. Like, yeah. And I mean, the is thing, she playing instruments or is she just singing the whole time? She's playing guitar and piano and singing. Okay. So she goes between those. The, she, she plays two surprise songs each show, which are yeah. like usually deep cuts. People go gaga over them, trying to figure out what she's going to play. And but otherwise, the entire uh, the rest of the show is the same every night. It's Yeah, it's a pretty consistent wow. set list, which I didn't want to have any spoilers. That was a big yeah. point of discussion in our, in our Swifty text thread going into the show. How much do we want to know going in? I was like, I want it to be as much of a surprise as possible. And yeah, her band. Like, is there a band behind her? There's in a the band. Of the stage or yeah, kind of off to the side, uh, yeah. up by the video boards is her actual band. She's got all types of backup singers and dancers that sometimes are really a part of the song. Sometimes it's just her and a guitar. Okay. Um, is she talking a lot? Is she making conversation with the crowd, or is it she pretty is pretty rapid fire? No, she is. She'll, she'll, you know, she'll talk about like folklore was her first kind of pandemic album. And so she talked about kind of going through that and she does a really good job. And, and this is one of the things I was most impressed with is she's filling these giant stadiums and as much as it's possible to kind of connect with 80,000 people, I feel like she is able to where she makes it very intimate she you know she introduces everybody she introduces herself like it's it's a bit if you're cynical it's a bit campy at times maybe but but truly she makes it a point to try to have that connection with the audience which i think when you're in like an 80,000 person football stadium it's just yeah. it's really impressive and to see the people respond to her i mean that was one of my favorite parts of the of the whole night was like there were two girls, I would peg them at, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, right in front of me. And their parents must have dropped them off at the show because they weren't with a parent. It was it was the it was among the happiest I've ever seen anybody for three and a half straight hours. They were singing every song. They would turn to each other and like just tell each other, like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Like, I love you. I can't believe we're here. But they would hug. It 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 truly was. You, you were just watching the happiest moments that people were having. There were a group of girls right across the aisle from me. They were dancing. They were high-fiving me. Like They love seeing guys kind of there and into it. There's a little boy with his mom a couple rows down who's just like looking around with the biggest eyes. 
it just was it, it just is that for three and a half hours and it's like how can you not have a good time i i don't know it just felt like man when people kind of come together it, it, it it's like people are good like humanity's yeah. good things are good in the world and the the split between male female you think i think probably like 90 to 92 percent female okay and that was a funny thing that the females quickly, quickly overran the men's restrooms. I mean, <laughs> you can imagine, right? That the lines for the women's restroom, well, then they start lining up for the men's restroom. So I went out at one point before the show and I was like, oh shit. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Their night. I feel like they deserve it. How many times have you seen women's lines backed up? You know, men just waltz right in. So I'm getting in line in the back and this lady goes oh you should go on up and i'm like uh, it's okay like i you know i don't have to go that bad but it, but it did hit me i'm like wait a second do you think they're all using the urinals or no and she was like i don't think so i'm like all right i'm gonna go check if they're using the urinals they were not so the guys were just kind of waltzing in we were using the urinals the ladies are kind of filing in to the stalls which is weird i'm not gonna say it wasn't awkward it's was probably the most nervous i've ever been going to the restroom anywhere just because you know like <laughs> all these all these girls and women are around kind of shuffling in and out as as you're trying to go to the restroom but it was just that kind of night where the the, the swifties were out man the, the swifties showed up and they showed out and people were in the best looking outfits and costumes and they were like it, it just was an homage to taylor you, you can just tell how much taylor and her music mean to a lot of people. And that's a special thing. And to be able to witness the joy and the happiness that she brings to people, including my niece who had like the best night ever, it just was really fun and really cool. And I will say I had a great time, like irregardless of anything else, had I just gone on my own, it's like, I am so impressed with her performance, her showmanship, her music and yeah i i i'm like a babbling idiot but it was it was the closest i felt to like going to ch like what i would imagine a church feeling to be like i'm not the most religious guy but just like oh my god you you just re-energized mega, mega church randy. capital one cafe randy yes i mean <laughs> i know it's crazy it really is crazy god i'm just looking at her tour schedule here the yeah the Six out of seven nights at SoFi to close it out is, and then she's gonna go do a wild. whole wide the tour. international one of like basically three nights in a row at like in you know Stockholm, Edinburgh, you know five nights in Mexico City, Buenos Aires, Melbourne, Sydney. Like that's it's crazy. I think she's hitting. I don't Tokyo. know if she has any Africa shows, but I think she's on every other continent. Yeah, I mean, so it's, yeah, it goes Mexico, four nights in Mexico City, three nights in Buenos Aires, three nights in Rio, three nights in Sao Paulo, four nights in, at the Tokyo Dome in a row, uh, three nights at the Melbourne Cricket Grounds at the MCG, four nights in a row at in Sydney, six nights in a row in Singapore, uh, <laughs> four nights in a row in Paris, three nights in a row in Stockholm, two nights in Lisbon, one in Madrid, Two in Lyon, uh, three in Edinburgh, three in a row in Liverpool, then then Cardiff, then London, three nights in, in London, three nights in Dublin, 
three nights in Amsterdam, two nights in Zurich, two nights in Milan, two nights or uh, three nights in Gelsenkirchen, Germany, two nights in Hamburg, two nights in Munich, three nights in Warsaw, three nights in Vienna, and then to close it out, three more nights in London at uh, Wembley. And this is over like this is going to take like 14, 16 months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that that finale in, at Wembley is next August. Yeah. August 17th, 2024. For anybody international, for anybody that has the means to go see her, like I said, it it whether you have like a child that's into her, whether you know you have a spouse, significant <laughs> other, if you just want to like see the spectacle and it is a spectacle that's that's the word i mean there's pyrotechnics there's the light show there's uh the stage you know there's it sounds the choreography like, it sounds it, like a mix incredible. of like the super bowl halftime show and the olympic opening ceremonies and yes. like a broadway production every night uh, that's a great way to put it that that in the super bowl halftime show it, it's like that but turned up and for three and a half hours. Yeah. Crazy. And and I realized I just went down the leaderboard with the, the Taylor <laughs> Swift tour dates. But I was just thinking, like, what would be the coolest place to, you know, to go see a massive concert, whether it's Taylor Swift or the Rolling I, Stones or Garth Brooks or whatever. I know? would pay so much money to to have a seat at the Tokyo Dome for a Taylor Swift show. Yeah. I think that would be so Can you imagine fun. the outfits? That's what I mean. Just Oh my God, the people watching would be so amazing. So amazing. The, well, merch, yeah. the, the, the merch is a big deal. Apparently the blue crew neck tour sweatshirt is like a hot, hot item. Okay. Uh, it just was, TC, it, it was great. It, it really was like, it filled the cup. And those things are somewhat few and far between. But man, I, I just left that night like, you know what? This This was a really good thing. And so, yeah, thanks for indulging me and letting me talk about it. What a savage. What a, what a bad bitch. You know? and, and I will say, if I may, sorry, if I may also, <laughs> here's, here's somebody that has literally grown up in the public spotlight, you know, has, has dealt with the tabloids, has dealt with the Kanye situation at the one music video awards or whatever it was, um, has been in very public relationships and breakups and she has a miss americana documentary on netflix and she also has her reputation tour there's like a film of it on netflix so you can believe me we were watching a lot of that both before and after the concert but i'm really impressed with her as a person for kind of being able to navigate such a such a life where she is in the spotlight and seemingly making it through as like a, a normal well thought like adjusted person as much as one possibly could be and having to go through like a lot of shit that i think women more so than men have to deal with with tabloids and relationships and and all of that like with a grace and and like turning it on its head exactly like power, right of like yeah hey, you know what like i'm gonna i'm gonna take control of the narrative here i mean she's 33 she's she's like four like four or five months younger than neil basically yeah. she sold 200 million <laughs> albums worldwide she's yeah sold billions of dollars in, in concert tickets and and done it her way it's it's pretty cool yeah yeah so 
I'm I'm uh, massive respect. She I'm I'm a fan, and yeah, would if if you get a chance, please go. I you you will not you will not regret it. So anyway, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know what? Your your significant other scored major points. She's she's forever in the good graces of of your you know nieces and nephews. <laughs> oh, like number one. Yeah, exactly. like I'm 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 chopped liver, which is great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned some of your family vacay. I don't know, not to kind of put you on the spot here, but yeah. anything else you want to touch on highlights there? We can, there are a couple things from Pebble Week uh, just off the golf course we can touch on. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think you would love the Hudson River Valley. I'd never spent much time there. I've been out to Western Mass. It's similar to Western Mass, but a lot more like mm -hmm. Hudson, New York and Poughkeepsie and all the way up to, you know, we were... I'm trying to think we were near Hillsdale. Um, it was a big, just a big farmhouse kind of old barn that was restored. Got it on Airbnb. It was awesome. Big, like it, like right in the middle of this hilltop and massive field. And, you know, like Freddie brought a kite and one morning I woke up and the kite was 150 feet in the air. And I was like, dude, you did that all by yourself. That's crazy. <laughs> or like they had all these puzzles and games and just, you know, awesome kitchen. And, uh, you know, just like a, a cold, you know, cold soaking tub outside. And it was, it was fantastic. You would have loved it. You would love the Hudson river Valley. I, and I've never been there and I think I would, it, it gets like pretty rural, like bucolic pretty quickly leaving the city. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, pretty bucolic. I wouldn't say rural, you know, it's still like, there's a lot of, you know, kind of history of like commerce along, along the Hudson river there, but I think, it, you know, the closer spots to the city, like when you get just outside of Westchester counties, probably it almost feels like it's catering to New Yorkers and like almost trying to be like a like an outpost of New York. that's a little bit more rustic. But I feel like once you get up more towards Albany or out, you know, east or west kind of within the valley, it gets a little bit more, I would say, authentic of like, hey, yeah. we're not just trying to cater to people that live in Soho. It's like, you know, it's it's pretty pretty just hey like people like real people live here it's farming it's you know and so mm -hmm. yeah like we took a um took a couple hikes we went fishing um i don't know it was just just kind of a total release and getaway um i don't think what else i had and then went down and visited neil and carson in the city yeah and uh we went to the transit museum in brooklyn it was awesome Oh my one god! The, I bet your boys love that. One of the cooler museums I've ever been to. Uh, it was. It's in the kind of this old subway station, and uh, they've got all the old rail like rail cars from all the different eras of the New York City subway. Yeah. In there, uh, just fascinating and yeah, really really well done. Um, you know, went to went to a few places near near Neil's uh, Neil's. Uh, apartment they've got a great rooftop so you know hung out up there did a big cookout with the mills and a bunch of his his <laughs> college buddies jerry pell and um that was great and then uh yeah and then you know what on the way home we drove through staten island i'd never mm. been you know went from yeah. brooklyn to newark and uh staten island what a weird place truly <laughs> truly weird i can't really put my finger on it uh yeah and then we went to newark and you know, we got hand up. We got delayed. It was more of a thunderstorm deal. Um, Terminal A. We were out of there. It was it was 
solid. The new Terminal A, they had great, yeah. great kind of, you know, these wooden lounge chair things that are sweet, good food and beverage offerings. Not quite to the level of LaGuardia, um, but I will say uh, the self-tag, they made me self-tag my luggage in the at the Premier 1K uh, check-in, which was mm. disgusting. Yeah, we don't like that to was, do that. It was very, very down market. So. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I want to shout out the Jersey Mike's in there. Uh, good layout overall. Uh, I will say the Newark Air Train. Uh, you know, I've been on it a few times, but that is the single worst designed piece of infrastructure <laughs> I've ever I've ever been on or ever encountered. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like there's like four people that can they can fit in each in each little pod or each little car. the The doors are too small. It's it's a disaster. Um, and then uh, yeah, actually, Randy, I rented another electric car. Uh, which I didn't realize this was becoming a thing for you. Kind of is, yeah. You know, like I rented one at for the Bedford Springs trip. Uh, now Hertz gave it to me with at only like fifty or sixty percent, which was not a great surprise. This time yeah. I, you know, I, I rented the extra long range Tesla. Uh, they gave it to me at ninety nine percent. That was great. Uh, Freddie's always wanted to ride in a Tesla, so that's why I did it. And, sure. Uh, the superchargers are unbelievable. How fast they go there was one 20 minutes away from our place so uh for someone with you know who loves range anxiety it was it's a blast <laughs> what so how like how fast would the supercharger be like an like hour you can get it from like 30 percent to 70 percent in probably 25 minutes whoa okay yeah. and then once you start getting above 70 percent, it goes slower and slower and slower so if gotcha. you you know but you're not supposed to get it up above like 85 or 90 percent unless you're taking a trip I would say the one, the one challenging thing is just and like it, they're wildly accurate as far as if it says that's what the battery's at and that's what your range is. Unless you're driving like a moron, like that's 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 what it is. Um, the only crazy thing is just the um, figuring out how to charge it before you drop it back off, so you don't incur that thirty or thirty-five dollar penalty, uh, and also don't feel like a scumbag for returning it on empty. Yeah. Uh, that's tough because there's not a whole lot of superchargers around Newark airport there. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that was, you know, that's more on the airport's side of things. But, sure. uh, and then Randy, we went to the refuge. I was going to say that was the big thing from, from Pebble Week off the course. It was so nice to be back at the refuge. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's just outside uh, Carmel, the, the refuge, the original refuge, the best outdoor spa. I've ever been to and we took a morning what was that Sunday morning I guess yeah. you me and and Cody and just recharged I mean st awesome steam room awesome sauna cold cold pools hot pools zero gravity chairs hammocks you name it uh they have it it, it I mean you fell asleep in the zero gravity chair it, it's just so peaceful and delightful being outside in that kind of northern mid-california atmosphere and it, it just is the best i went twice i went the day i got in actually before any of you guys arrived it, it's absolute must do when you're in the area yeah also i want to give a shout out to the monterey airport highly efficient nice. yeah everything you need nothing you don't it was delightful yeah amen amen yeah. um and then our friend our friend jim had us over for some vino and and uh you know, some golf. That was fun. Um, we saw our guy Zoot 
out there as well. Had a couple uh, nice meals in town, yeah. Vesuvio Italian restaurant. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just a really nice place to go. I don't think I could live there. It's too I, it's too yeah. far afield. It's too it's too distinct from reality. It feels That's like the, Pleasantville. Yeah, it's exactly what I was gonna say. It doesn't feel like real life. It's it's a great getaway. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, I feel like I could live in Santa Barbara or. Yeah. San Luis Obispo or somewhere like that. Whereas Carmel truly feels like too utopian. Yes. Yes. Like where's a little bit of that grittiness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trying to think what else? Dude, smells. I had some some new smells. We're, we're staying right there by the ocean. Uh, the ocean smells like really salty. And, and there's a lot of seaweed and stuff. All sorts of new smells for me there. A lot of lavender. TC, I'll say this about the ocean. I I really think with your newfound ability to really smell the ocean, I got to think it's going to provide some medicinal benefits to you. I think just, so too. Just getting out there by the water, smelling that that sea air, that sea breeze. I, I'm, oh, it's the best. It's really cool living, you know, eight to 10 blocks from the ocean here in Jack's and, you know, two, three blocks from the intercoastal. Here in Jack's, and then flying out to the West Coast and being able to dip my toes in the ocean <laughs> of you know the Atlantic and the Pacific in the same, same day. Same day, that's cool. Exactly, that's cool. Now I, you know, it took me three flights to get home. <laughs> Fly Monterey to SFO, SFO to Houston, Houston to Jack's. But uh, yeah, well, we're dealing with that. Shout out the Denver to Monterey direct. That was that was nice, nice yeah. to have. Which, yeah, flew through Denver, one of the new gates out there. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, They're adding some restaurants. I, I think it'll continue yeah. to get nicer. Uh, yeah. Some, some kind of local flavor in those new gates. Kind of the ends of like B Terminal right now. Yeah. On the way, the way home, I could have flown through da- Dallas on American and had one stop. And I opted for two stops. That's I'm, glad I, I'm glad I did. I had, you know, two one hour layovers. Mm hmm. Two bags, everything was on schedule. Operational excellence from United. So I got to say, yeah, smooth trip for me as well. Uh, which maybe we can segue TC into another partner, another ad partner to thank. Uh, when things don't go well, everybody should think oh, of Surf Pro. That was masterful, big. That's right. And we know golf is an unforgiving sport, hitting the hazard sometimes is par for the course well the same is true for disasters tc sometimes they can't be avoided but thankfully for those situations they're serve pro they're the leader in cleaning restoration and construction and experts in making any disaster like it never even happened so if your business would like a mulligan after a disaster give the pros at serve pro a call with over 2,000 locations covering 97% of zip codes nationwide, they're able to respond fast and they're available 24-7. And TC, speaking of making things like it never even happened. The cocaine in the White House. The cocaine in the White House, TC. They're, they're trying to make that seem like it never even happened. They, they can't. They don't know whose it is. If, Sn- if, Snow Biden. That's right. That's right. It was a blizzard in there. And... Uh... We don't know if it was Hunter or some random visitor or staff member. We don't know what happened. Speaking of blizzards, did you see DT? Has no idea what a blizzard is. He was up in Iowa, right? Uh, 
DT's funny, man. God, we were, we were, I don't know how, I think it was the Blizzard video came up when we were at Pebble and we watched when, when somebody asked him about the Harambe incident from the Cincinnati Zoo. (laughs) God. Oh, DT. But that's neither here nor there, TC. What I can tell you is when you need to make something like it never even happened, call the people at ServPro or visit servpro.com. S E R V P R O S E R V P R O.com or call 1 800 serve pro today. It, we've had people come up to us at tournaments in airports. Had two or three people come up to me and say, TC, like I, I laughed when you guys got serve pro as a sponsor and then my basement flooded or uh, yes. I had drainage issues and it's like, yeah, man, like you don't, you don't know when you're going to need it, but just file that away in the back of your mind, you know, servepro.com 1-800-SERVE-PRO. Yeah. We thank them for being a great sponsor. Uh, we touched on the, the snow Biden, uh, the DT up in Iowa. What else are we monitoring? TC? Well, speaking of, you know, water issues, it's more of a, not, you know, not enough water. I don't think they need serve pro because they're running out of water. They, the the uh, Panama Canal continuing to, to monitor that. It's I can't really get any updates on it. Um, I was talking to my friend Hill yesterday about it, and he was saying he thinks it's been pretty stormy down there in Central America, so they're they're kind of out of the woods in the short term. I think we need to keep monitoring this though. There's just not enough water uh, in the river or in in the lake in the river that the Panama Canal uh, flows through and. Uh, I think that's that's a massive massive issue because every time the ships go through there, it, you know, all that fresh water flows out. So they got to have a lot in reserve there. And uh, yeah, so it was it was not going well in May and June. I think since then they've they've kind of alleviated some of that with some some downpours. How are our friends in Uruguay doing? Oh, I know the 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 cap. What is it? Montevideo is that the capital? Montevideo. Yeah. Um, it's not good, Randy. It's not good. They're, you know, I think similar to like Cape Town a couple of years ago, you know, 1.3 million people. Um, this was as of July 7th. So, you know, again, probably need an update here, but uh, they had seven to 10 days of drinking water left. Mm. Uh, multi-year drought, high temperatures, uh, reservoirs at 1.8% of their capacity. Uh, you know, I think we're, we're, embarking on an era of water wars here you know i may buy some land up up in duluth minnesota on that coastline just for some Uh, water access yeah or or you know in nebraska uh you know near the ogallala you know uh kind of reservoir there there's all sorts of underground reserves there i'm trying to get trying to get my hands on some water Mm -hmm. big Mm. um so yeah we got that that we've been monitoring, we'll continue to pick, to keep an eye on that. Chief Saholic got arrested out in California. Uh, the I, the, uh, the chief super fan. This this was a true like you know, ladies and gentlemen, we got him right. Yeah, I mean this was this was very welcome news to to you um, and I. Yeah, and I think you know, most he was people. Robin Banks doing all sorts of hood rat stuff. Uh, unfortunately, Jackson and Brittany Mahomes are still on the loose. Uh, which we've talked to some people close to the situation. They said Jackson is somehow even worse. 
it's it's getting it's getting worse, off. not better. Yeah. yeah, like some stories from the match and some other things that just really really concerning stuff. Mm. So, um, you know, and then yeah, Ben Ben sent over a clip from the quarterback show of of, of Patrick Mahomes. Sounds like Kermit the Frog. Of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, not good there. Uh, the New York Times blew up their sports section, just completely kind of outsourced it to the athletic. Yeah, I, I was going to say the, the episode prior to ours on the trap draw with the, the booth with KVV, they dive into a lot of that. I, I thought it's a, an excellent discussion. Yeah. I but, think it's, it's also weird that this is happening in the midst of like the athletic also laying off I know a certain percentage of their staff. Um, I don't know. That's weird. There's some UFO stuff going on big. Uh, there's a whistleblower saying that a crashed UFO recovered by the U S military distorted space and time. One of the investigators went in, this is, this is per the, the uh, daily mail. Uh, one of the investigators went in and basically said it was like the size of a couple football fields. And he, and then he walked out feeling like nauseous and, and totally disoriented. Um, you know, the outside was only 30 feet in diameter and it was hundreds of feet wide inside, which is crazy. It's so sick. Are, are you, I mean, are, are you pro UFO or? Oh, UFOs are sick. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you I think, believe this? I, I want to believe it. I think do we believe it. I think there's something there for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, all sorts of news in space lately all the gravitational wave stuff going on. We got to get our guy dupes back on at some point. We do. We do. In, in the back half of the year. Uh, other stuff I got liquid death, uh, planning an IPO here upcoming with your good friends, Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Which speaking of Goldman, I think, uh, your boy, David Solomon, D DJ D needs to probably lose his job. It sounds like they're, they're going to report some really, really poor earnings here. Um, they're getting ready to maybe offload their Apple partnership mm. off to uh, uh, another bank. Yeah, just very a lot going on there. Um, Little Cottonwood Canyon gondola got approved. This is exciting. This yeah. Exciting unless you're an environmentalist who doesn't, you know, uh, I, I personally, I think it's good. It makes like kind of connecting all these different ski resorts in Utah, I think is, is, is cool. Um, you know, want to see the details on it. It's, a, you know, it's a cool, ambitious infrastructure project. Yeah. I like it, Randy, which I think we, we need to take more swings like that in this country. Exactly. Like the fact that there's no way to get up to Vail and, you know, like along the I-70 corridor on oh. rail. My God, don't get me started. It's a it's, disgrace. It is a disgrace. You're absolutely right. Oh, the uh, traffic's just horrible. Speaking of environmental protesters, uh, I think I'm hoping that we see the oil protesters this week at the I, uh, at the Open Championship. They were having a big time at Wimbledon. They were. They were. Go, God, you pronounced it. You pronounced it right. Big I guy. know. I really had to think about it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, think about how how tough that's going to be to police. Uh, I know, you know, at a golf tournament. Love so, it. Love it. Um, you know, perhaps they'll they'll fling some paint or something on the new seventeenth hole that <laughs> Martin Ebert designed. 
that you have to walk backwards. God, one of those yards too. One of those golfers is going to go ape shit. Oh. Um, I saw uh, Bank of America got fined $150 million for some shady consumer shit. Just the cost of doing business, right? Yep. Yep. But yeah, I think overall, there's not as much weird shit going on the last month or two as I'd like. Mm-hmm. I, so. I think I think maybe, you know, people are, it's summer vacation season. People are out doing stuff. It, it's kind of like TV, right? It's, it's the sleepiest time for for television, for sports. I, I think once yeah. we hit Labor Day and get into the fall, we're going to have plenty of weird shit ramping back up. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Uh, one more ad, TC. One more partner today before we get into some sports stuff. Precision Pro. Did you know we have our own rangefinder and carrying case now? TC, I'm sure you did. But for I, those listening. I just got one. Yeah. I, I did too. They look, It's dope. We have partnered up with our friends at Precision Pro Golf to customize the NX10 rangefinder with your favorite NLU designs to rep the pod on the course. Head to precisionprogolf.com slash NLU and use code no laying up, all one word, no laying up, to save $20 on the rangefinder and case. TC, you and I have been using the NX10 for almost a year now, and, it, and the rangefinder, it's a tank. It, it locks onto the target lightning quick. It's got a bunch of cool stuff. It's got a slope switch. It's got HD optics, a magnetic cart mount. It really, truly is our go-to choice on the course. And you won't find a better customer care package in golf from free battery replacements to industry-leading customer service and a 90-day money-back guarantee, there's a reason Precision Pro has been our trusted partner for years. So don't wait. Go to precisionprogolf.com slash NLU and save 20%, excuse me, save $20 and get your NLU rangefinder and carrying case with code NOLANGUP, all one word. We thank Precision Pro I love very that. much. I got a uh, I got a personal golf trip to to Nebraska mm. next week that I'm mm. excited for. And then actually, I'm playing uh, playing in like a season long or a year long match play kind of bracket or ladder with my guy, the Party Doctor. It's, it's alt shot. We're playing Blake Bortles. <laughs> oh, that's fun! Yeah. yeah, yeah. We mowed down our our first round competitor, and and we're playing Bortles next. So. I'm going to Michigan next week, uh, playing some golf up in northern Michigan. I think Eric Goodbar and I are going to go over to Kingsley one day and then trying to hit Belvedere and then probably play someplace uh, in and around the, the highlands up at Boyne. Love it. So, Love it. Yeah, we both have some good golf here on the horizon. How's Goodbar's game these days? Uh, I imagine just the same. I think he's around a seven handicap. We're going to have a best of three straight up match play series for the trip i love it so yeah he, he didn't like I, I think in one of our podcasts we were talking about his poor approach play and his next round he made sure to tell me how many fairways and greens he was hitting but <laughs> we'll see I, i'll get eyes on it myself here next week uh randy we got to tie a bow on wimbledon oh how good was that that men's final i think the whole the whole the whole tournament was awesome. I thought it was a great, a banner year for Wimbledon, minus the cues, of course. Um, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, but that, that that men's final was about as good as it gets. I mean, some of those that you know, like Carlos getting blown out in the first set and then coming back with, you know, blazing in the second it was, it was awesome. 
It really was. Like nobody beats Novak at a grand slam in a final, losing the first set. Alcaraz came back, did it. He's what, 20, 21 years old. Yeah. Novak's 34, 35, like really a uh you know, the the old guard versus versus the the next big hot shot. Alcaraz is it, man. He's yeah. he's so good. I, I couldn't tell if Djokovic, you know, Djokovic in his press game was in his post game was talking about like Alcaraz has the best elements from both he and Nadal and also Federer. And it's like, oh my God, man. Like yeah. it sounds like an alien. But I'm wondering if Novak's playing in like a little mental chess here, you know, trying to just gas the kid up as much as possible. And you know, with with great expectations, with great hype, maybe hoping come, yeah. you know, great pressure because it felt earnest to me. Like it yeah. felt like you know maybe there's some some gamesmanship there, but I think I think the thing that I was probably most impressed with as far as Alcaraz was the the advancement and improvement in his fitness level over the last eight to twelve months. Like it seemed like that was yeah. kind of the one thing holding him back in those fourth and fifth sets, and now it's like. He was toe to toe with Djokovic from a from a range and like I mean some of those some of those drop shots and and you know uh, like God he had he had one I think it was in the fifth set he had one shot where it was like it wasn't a lob but it wasn't really a ground stroke either and it just it was like the hardest shot in tennis to hit um, <laughs> like he he like hit it over Joker's head but with enough pace on it and it didn't flirt with with the baseline at all yeah. uh it was also awesome when when uh, djokovic you know, hammered his racket against the, the uh, net post and yeah you know yeah. potentially hurt his wrist there too yeah uh it was just fabulous I'll, I'll shout out uh two friends of the trap draw friends of of the pod the tennis podcast folks did an excellent job i yeah. particularly like their their last dispatch from wimbledon talking about the match was fantastic and christopher clary on his Substack had a had a great piece about alcaraz and you know kind of the the new the new guard arriving in tennis perhaps so it i can't wait for the u.s open that'll be to your point uh, you know we'll, we'll get to see carlos and his fitness in the in the heat of of u.s open week but Man, I'm hoping those two meet again because it's such a good show. Yeah, that and then I think the seeing seeing Alcaraz just absolutely smoking second serves. Yeah, I mean he he was going 120 plus on second serves, just it, no fear. No, and his drop shots too are crazy. Oh my god, it's yeah. yeah. Um, it's my favorite time of the year sports wise. Like it's, it's so good. Uh, I haven't watched any of the tour. Do you uh, have any update for me? I can't. Time trial yesterday was wild. Uh, the uh, the Slovenian guy, absolutely boat. It was one of the best time trial performances I've ever seen. Just absolutely boat raced Pogaccia, beat him by like a minute and a half. And Pogaccia was was a minute and fifteen seconds clear of the rest of the field. Huh. This guy's on another level. And then they've got two. They got a mountain. Mountain stage today. I've got it taping right now, and then a mountain stage tomorrow as well. So, uh, kind of the two two toughest stages. So it's certainly not over. But the Slovenian guy, uh, fan, whatever he's 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 looking formidable. He's the defending 
guy too. So I think next year we're planning on going over to Sweden for like a month. And I I think I might just stay forever and we'll stay on that side (laughs) of the Atlantic for like all of July and just hang out and like go to Wimbledon, go to the British Grand Prix. Uh, Yeah. uh, You know, go see a stage or two of the tour uh, and then go to the British open. Shit. Maybe see Taylor. Yeah, somewhere right? yeah yeah god if we could sync that up what a it would just be bucket list season <laughs> yeah so, yeah um yeah well, that I don't sounds know, like, delightful uh reds your reds huh tc we need a win baby we oh. need a win they've lost six straight they they lost two or three prior to the all-star break to the brewers they came out and got swept by the brewers at home they they've lost the first two to the giants at home it's not good. The bats woke up last night. They lost eleven to ten. So I'm hopeful that they're gonna they're gonna kind of bust out of it here. But uh, listen, you know it's a long season. Slumps happen. I, I'm not I'm not hitting the panic button by any means. But you know we we, we got to get this ship turned around here. Do you think they're gonna make some deals? Or do you think they're just gonna rely upon getting some pitching back healthy and and some promotions from the minors? It's a great that that's the million dollar question. I I think I don't see him being too aggressive for like a two month rental. I, yeah. I don't see him wanting to trade bona fide prospects for rentals. I could see him making a splash if it's somebody on a contract that's at least another year or two. But other than that, I, I I'm hoping they add a few bullpen pieces. Uh, for some, you know, middling prospects, some lottery ticket prospects, but they'll get a couple starters back in August. I think Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. I, I, I have to think they're kind of looking at that, like, hey, that it's kind of like we're making a trade for a couple starting pitchers. But it'll be interesting. Nobody knows the trade deadline's fun this year, man, because they have so many prospects and. Yeah. They could just about do anything they want, um, but I, I I have to believe they're going to be patient. And I could see them making a blockbuster in the offseason going into next year. I, I just don't want them to give up too much for rentals is my hope. Ellie De La Cruz like, single-handedly is getting me back into baseball. <laughs> like I, don't, I still don't need to watch the games, but I'm at least tracking it now. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's amazing. Now he's been slumping a little bit, as you might imagine, with the team slumping. But yeah, he just always does something that you're just like, oh my god! Like he he had like a 96 mile per hour throw from third base to first base the other night, and it was like faster than any pitch in the game or something. It, it just is, yeah, it's stupid. He, uh, he's a complete predator. He's he's an alien. I think you. I also think you should you should write a formal apology letter. To, to the Reds, the GM. Yeah. to the GM. I will to Nick Crawl. I, I do apologize, and that's no, a like good like idea. write a letter. Yes. I want you to write a letter. I want you to publish it. I want you to say because just reading when, about how he's kind of saw the writing on the wall with these changes, focused on base running, focused on you know certain elements or characteristics that were going to be that he, that they were making a bet that that these things were going to be important. Or more yeah. important and undervalued moving forward, and you know it's kind of like a Moneyball 2.0 kind of thing, or you know, I 
That's a great idea. Let me let me make sure they get through the trade deadline without doing anything that I find <laughs> too stupid. And then yeah. I would gladly, gladly write and publish my letter to Nick Crawl. But I also want to make very certain it will not be in any way directed to ownership. It, Phil Castellini. I, I will never apologize to ownership. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, I think um, you know, DJ keeps keeps just trying to get us you know, trying to sell you on uh, that 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 White Sox player, oh, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, yeah. Just trying I don't to, know no, how I, that's become such a big conversation topic in our <laughs> baseball Slack channel, but uh, well, I do. Solly's back into baseball and he's diving deep in the analytics and the data. And I think DJ <laughs> made some comment about Tim Anderson, and Solly was like, "Well, he's a negative one WAR guy this year." And it's like, "Well, he's been hurt." And, Oh, and away we go. So I'm I'm staying out of that, TC. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, the, the other thing that's gotten me back into it is Immaculate Grid. Immaculate, Immaculate grid, grid is, is fun. So fun. Yeah. It's so fun. I'm coming off two personal bests. Very you, unexpected today. I haven't completed all nine. I was going to ask you. I got like a you, 220 yeah. or 230 today, and then I got eight of nine yesterday with like a 244. So a um, lot of AL stuff. Whenever I see the Mariners, I'm just like, all right, I'm good. Like I know, I know a lot of mid '90s Mariners, but I've got a 15 year mm -hmm. stretch there where like I don't know anybody. So, you know, from like my my immaculate grid is basically like a couple players that I know now, 10 to 12 year, 15 year stretch where I don't know anybody, and then you know '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I know. It so. feels like we've been getting a lot of. Miami Marlins lately, which is always a lot of tough. Brewers, a lot of twins. Yeah, the the Tampa Bay Rays are, yeah. are kind of tough. Um, yeah, I, I've had a few immaculates. Uh, I biffed mine this morning. I don't know why I thought Nelson Cruz played for both the Blue Jays and the Twins. That was a bad one, but it is was, fun. I look forward to it every day. I had a Scott Casimir in there today. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All sorts of good stuff. So uh, NBA update, anything going on? Your Kings kind of, I don't know, using all that cap space to re-sign Sabonis prematurely. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, they've taken care of Fox and Sabonis now. Um, stay in the course. I was surprised. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You know, it's not like the most exciting thing kind of bringing back the core they re-signed harrison barnes which was a bit surprising i guess but he's just super solid um they're obviously like a player away and maybe they're thinking they'll have a better shot at making a trade in season i'm not sure keegan murray should get a lot better he's yeah. he's on the come up so yeah i i don't know it seems pretty competent i i look forward to uh to the nba season i i think the big shoe to drop still is the damian lillard stuff with wanting out of portland and yeah. if if he'll make it to miami uh or anywhere in the off season or or what happens there i think the uh i don't know i've been trying to tell people that james harden's a sick individual i think that's bearing itself out <laughs> once more uh i can't believe yeah. the warriors brought in chris paul either what a what a bad guy he is too God, they wanted to get rid of Jordan Poole so bad. Uh, NFL update. We'll do a big, big update there. Uh, not a whole lot to discuss on that. No, 
we got a ton coming up. Like yeah. like I said, we got to do our team draft. We got to do like a season preview. We'd, it'll be folks will get a lot of nfl here in the next yeah. few months uh blocky was at the espies oh didn't win but you know doing all randy can i just say something well yeah go ahead i fucking hate dj Khaled. like I, I can't stand him i don't think he's i don't think he's entertaining i don't think he's talented i don't think he's funny i don't think he's in like just he doesn't do anything for me and and this whole golf thing seems very transactional like he's Trying to squeeze some dollars out of golf. Well, and you know golf loves it because yeah, you know they're after anything that thirsty makes it hipper, or cooler. Yeah, the blocky DJ Khaled collab. I do not need. I, I think I'm an agnostic on DJ Khaled just in general, but seeing way more of him than I need to on on yeah. my golf feeds. I I don't need it. No, thank it's, you. It's not good. Uh, we got this mess at, at, at Northwestern. Your boy, uh, Pat Fitzgerald. I'm very sorry. I know you were a big Pat Fitzgerald yeah, guy. Yeah, you know, I'm a massive, massive, uh, Medill, uh, graduate school of journalism. Tough fan. for our guy, D-Rap. Tough. Uh, hated seeing him, Tough. Just, you know, talk to people in the program and then, and then the guy gets fired the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, hate, hate seeing when that. When you got to turn the replies off on Twitter, that's when, you know, it's was, not going well. That was chef's kiss. Uh, yeah, Pat Fitzgerald must must be like a bad guy if if like the fact that they're not just cleaning house on his staff too like doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of that's what doesn't make sense like the institutional yeah. element of this and the institutional control side yeah. of it of like all right if if it's his responsibility to know all this shit's going on it's shouldn't it also be his staff's responsibility yeah that's where the AD the president nobody has covered themselves in glory through any of this, but you're exactly right. If, if you're going to fire the head coach for a bad, 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 like program culture, you can't keep his entire staff. Like it just doesn't work that way. And then yeah, I'll be, I'll be fascinated to see who they hire. Um, Got to think, aren't, aren't they going interim this year? And we'll probably yeah. wait till the spring yeah. to, you know, I've seen Kafka. I've seen, that's who I was gonna Art say. Line, like, you know, don't you have to go play for Matt Campbell? It's crazy. Like, they've got that new two hundred and fifty or three hundred million dollar facility on the lake. They're spending yeah. eight hundred million dollars on a new stadium, or to like I, renovate their current stadium. And it's yeah. one of those things. It's kind of like, I don't know. Just reading about some of the stuff with realignment, the next shoes to drop there, and NIL. It seems like the top thirty to forty schools and college football and basketball are just going to like split off from everybody else. And then everybody else is essentially going to be like glorified club sports or which, like, Hey, can we just like go back to normal? Like, well, yeah. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, all right. Like if you're Northwestern or Syracuse or Boston college or Duke, you know, it's like, all right, figure out what you want to do with your basketball team or whatever. But as far as football goes, as far as the rest of your athletic department goes, like, I would say like get in with the Mac schools, get in with the Ivy league schools, get in with like everybody that wants to keep it about. Yeah. Like even if you still want to have NIL and pay players, it's just, it's not like, it doesn't match up with the, with the, like I'm all for paying players or whatever, but it's like, figure out what you want to be. Right. Right. I don't know. It's just the, the economics are just crazy, you know? And then like, it's crazy because Northwestern's going to have, you know, a hundred million dollars a year coming in the door from the rights deal. 
with yeah. the with the Big Ten and you know, like are they gonna compete on the field? It's just such a I don't know, and like the transfer rules don't jive with Notre Dame and Northwestern and Stanford and Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's crazy. I, so. I mean, I, we say it every year, or I say it every year. I and every year, it's like I just college football is in its foot. You know, just because I always will have a soft spot for basketball, I guess. But college football, you know, our Miami Redhawks open the year, yeah, like a month from now in Miami, Florida against the U, and like I should be super excited about that. And I honestly. I just get l- less and less excited about college football every new season. I haven't been engaged in it in like probably five years and I don't, and it's getting worse and worse every year. And the same thing happened with college basketball for me 10 years ago. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, speaking of messes, the, that uh, Alabama baseball <laughs> gambling fiasco. It's so good. Just so dumb and like ham fisted. Uh, there's a great Sports Illustrated. Uh, Pat Ford wrote it up. Forty is it forty or four? I think it's forty. Forty. I, I do too. Right when I said that, uh, inside the Alabama baseball gambling scandal on SI, he published it July 10th. Just a lot of good nuggets. Again, uh, the the bet in question I want to shout out was placed at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, a little, a little quieter than the Alabama gambling scandal. You know, they cleaned house at the University of Cincinnati. Their coach got fired uh, for some yeah. gambling baseball for some gambling stuff. It's a real mess, like in college athletics now, with with the ubiquity of yeah. of of gambling. Uh, these athletes, you know, you got 18, 19, 20 year old kids. They're gonna do some dumb stuff. It's it's really Man, what a time. Um, sorry about your guy Huggins. No, I mean, that's uh, what a what a I don't know. It it was like I wanted to laugh initially and now I'm like, well, he's obviously has like a really big problem and yeah. needs help. Um this whole thing but, about but him now, insisting like, he didn't resign yeah. and demanding to be reinstated like dude, Crazy. he just got to go away, man. Like you just got to go away. It's a it's a tough look for Solly. Yeah. Um, you've been getting in some asses lately on Twitter. TC, I just gloves are off. Yeah, you know who was it? Our boy flushing it. Um, yeah, trying to concoct this conspiracy that Rory, being an Excel client, which spoiler, Rory is not an Excel client. Somehow, you know. Excel is our overlords and feeding us talking points. And he had this massive, massive text that he deleted. And we, we're waiting for the update. I know it's busy, you know, Scottish Open, British Open, but he, he's promised us that he's going to come back with something. So it just got all the live, the, the, the live fuck boys fired up. It, it just is, I don't know. I, I've tried not to wade too much into it, but you can only see so much bullshit from time to time without having to just say something. And yeah, I was on a little bit of a heater there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying like to pull Kirby, out. the big, the big sex Panther, the Kirby, you know, Kirby was starting to, he'd received many DMS on my sex life and I wasn't getting laid. And it's like, dude, what? Like, that's so weird, man. <laughs> And he was telling me about how he gets oh. laid and he's got this hot wife. And I was like, that's awesome, dude. Like, congrats. 
Um, the uh, I, I finally found a picture of him. Like I couldn't believe that's what he looked like. I was like, hold on, this guy is yeah. the one. Like, get out of here, man. The um, yeah, the crux of that whole conspiracy, you know, being false, and then kind of that that kind of unraveling was tough. Uh, and then the, you know, it's like, I wish things were that interesting, right? I wish we were part of some overarching right. ball and conspiracy and all that. Like, I'm not even sure Steiny knows who we are. I, I was so. going to say, I've never <laughs> spoken a word. I've never met him. I've never spoken a word to him. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sure my, my calls to, you know, and, and yours as well to like fire Monahan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't think those really match up. The best uh, is, you know, I, I get I get these live guys. There was there was one live guy that that you know drafting off of kind of some of the engagement. That's what they're after. And listen, I know yeah. the game. Like I, we all know what's going on. But uh, there was one guy, you know, talking about my talking to me, you know, my Lord and Savior Rory. And I was like, Bud, I've declared him dead long before you signed yeah. up for this for this app. And it's just like these people don't even really know. Our history, like do your homework. Any right? exactly, exactly. They're like little children wandering into a conversation, you know, to steal a line from the Big Lebowski. And that's where I, that's where I'm at. It's like Kirby's lecturing me on Australian golf, and I'm like, dude, like I, I'm on your team. Like I've been vilifying the PGA Tour for the last six years about disregarding global golf at large and not being a good steward of the game. And you yeah, know, I've been down to Australia twice in recent years. It's it's just like, man, like like you're barking up the wrong tree. I agree with you on a lot of this stuff. Like tour leadership is an inept. There's so yeah. much that we've always hated about the tour. Uh, but I don't know. We've also thought live is like the dumbest thing ever, and <laughs> that's just not good enough for the for the live. It's really weird. And then I see some of them. You know, they're deep into this RFK COVID vaccine. And it's like, okay, so you guys are that those type of people. It, it's like the Venn diagram between COVID vaccines, live golf, and election denying. Uh, yeah, it's like that's that's kind of who we're talking about. So yeah. if that's your cup of tea, great. But you know, it's, I, I, I feel like it's very unserious people. Um, I'm trying to think what else we got. Uh, I got a couple airport things. I don't want to, we can save some of this, but you see Kamala Harris taking on the, the all important issue of accessible bathrooms on domestic flights. <laughs> TC, I will say this. Uh, on my flight from Monterey to Denver, I used the restroom on the airplane and I literally, I could hardly fit in there. Like, was it now? So on my flight, I think it was a 737 or an ERJ 175, which is a relatively decent aircraft. Were you on like a, like a Canada or like, you know, I was on the ERJ. Jet? I was on the ERJ 175, which is wow. otherwise a great airplane. I, I literally could not fit in the bathroom though. But like the, like these airplanes just aren't big enough. Right. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you want to just stop using these airplanes? Like, that's not going to happen. Like, like how are you going to solve this? I don't know how it's solvable. And it, it, is it the most pressing issue? No. So, and I, then, you know, and then <laughs> airfares go up. And, exactly. And flight, you know, flights are more expensive and all that. Uh, I don't know. Did you see my, my, my United pilots got a, got a new contract? They're getting paid. Good for yeah. them. It looks like the American flight attendants are about to go on strike. Uh, UPS workers are about to go on strike, I think, too. 
Speaking of strikes, I was asking our guy, uh, Timothy Simons, I, 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 I was wanting a little explainer about the writers and actors strike going on in Hollywood. And TC, it sounds like your boy Zaslav and Netflix and these executives, man, they, they might be ghouls. It sounds like yeah. not, not good. I, I saw today they they chopped down all the branches off these trees, like that were shading where they were picketing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. We, Theaters I, are going to be in a bad spot again. I I think the trap draw. We stand right. We stand with the with the writers and directors and actors. Uh, is is we that do. correct? Yeah, we do. Especially now that you know all these studios seem to be interested in is making dumbass sequels and superhero movies you know comic book movies it's fucking atrocious yeah um trying to think what else we got yeah i mean we're, we're still tracking kvv's golf bag delta saving <laughs> on delta's behalf delta canceled kvv's flight didn't provide a reason flying from jake J, you know going from baltimore jfk jfk to manchester they canceled his flight and then they put him on a flight the next day on Virgin Atlantic, uh, and then they left his bag at JFK, uh, <laughs> which is really tough. He still hasn't gotten it. Um, I saw uh, Rose Zhang got done dirty by American Airlines. Dirty. Had to ride uh, Air Kelsey, it sounded like. Delta's from- doing some bad stuff. Their, their APU uh, got, you know, their, their uh, auxiliary engine died on a Vegas to Atlanta flight. Uh, people were passing out. It was 115 <laughs> degrees on the plane. <laughs> Waited for four hours. Um, oh god! You see the passenger that brought a projector? No. On a flight? No. So this was uh, this was a few weeks ago. A uh, an airline passenger brought a projector onto a plane and used it to watch a feature film. They projected it onto the the uh, overhead bins. Um, I, I love it. And it was it was uh, it was the Patriot, the Mel Gibson movie, the Patriot. <laughs> oh God, people so, are people are the best and the worst. Uh, Solly almost got arrested at DFW. That's right. For, he was getting uh, fresh with some baggage claim employee. Like his air tags and the app were both saying, like, "Hey, your bag's right here." They wouldn't get it for him. Uh, so you know. Very, very interesting things there with with uh, AA. Did you see the lady who, you know, a bunch of people sent me this. The lady that uh, got off the American Airlines flight. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that, that man does not, not exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel every time I fly American. Um, I saw Adam Shank, Kokrak, Ted Scott all got done dirty. Um, Doke got stranded at DFW. Hate that for our guy. Hate that. Uh, God, what else? Which? Why is he flying? Why is he flying? Was Doke flying American? I'm not sure. Yeah, he, he, so he was flying American. Uh, I'm not sure why. Yeah, uh, you know why he's doing that. But uh, did you see Billy Horschel not allowed to rent from sixth rental cars? Well, I've only seen it because you've mentioned it a couple of times, but I have no idea anything about the situation they have a strict no pro athletes policy which i don't even know how that's legal yeah and why 
That's really curious. No I know yeah. you asked KVV to try to get to the bottom of it this week yeah. over at the yeah. Open. So, uh, Trying to think. There's a bunch of people have been sending me. Rick Riley wrote something on this. This guy who bought a United Lifetime Pass and has thrown 23,000 or th- sorry, 23 million miles since. Like he was, he, he was flying like a couple hundred times a year, you know, back and forth to, to uh, Europe. He would fly to London for lunch uh, <laughs> from Chicago. It's just outrageous. He bought this pass for like a few hundred grand back in like 93 and is just, you know, some great details in there. We've, we may need to effort this guy eventually. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm sure if he's listening, even you open line to the trap draw. Um, this is an interesting one. Congress is trying to change the, uh, kind of route rules around Reagan airport, DCA, uh, getting more, you know, kind of ex- expand the, the, the threshold for, I think right now it's like 1500 miles mm-hmm. and there's some exceptions there. Uh, I know, you know, congressman or Senator from Montana senators from, uh, Arizona, Utah, things of that nature. They want to be able to fly into DCA. I know, I know McCain was all about this, but, but also didn't want to be viewed as self-serving. So he refused. So he got it passed, but then refused to take him out of fear of, you know, not wanting a, a, uh, conflict of interest there. The Maverick, your guy. How, how about I, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm willing to come to the, the negotiation table with Congress. I, I saw, uh, uh gosh just today they were talking holly. about yeah holly uh your boy and Gillibrand, a bipartisan bill seeming to gain traction on banning uh stock trades for sitting congressional members yeah. let's get that through and then i am fully willing to listen to loosening the laws around flying into dca okay would be happy one for me one for you guys okay uh We'll keep tabs on that. Randy, question for you. How are you getting to Northern Michigan? We are flying Denver to Traverse City direct on United. And then I think Good Bar is picking us up at the the Traverse City Airport. You got a Denver to to, to Traverse City direct flight. Yeah, baby. We're, That's we're, wild. Yeah, we're going direct everywhere. I will say on the way home, though, flying Delta out of Pelston. Pelston okay. to Detroit, Detroit to Denver. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then what is your go-to candy at the airport? Like not like a specialty thing that most shops aren't going to have. I am very weird. I do not really like candy, but my big indulgence at Denver is especially for morning flights. I will go up to Voodoo Donuts and get a hot coffee and two donuts. Okay. And I'll take it on the plane, and usually one's just like the traditional glazed donut, and then I'll get some type of other donut. And I love hot coffee and donuts. Randy, at Denver, I tell you what, I went to, uh, during my layover on the way out to to Monterey, there's a pho place, pho, a pho place on the second (laughs) floor of the B. Second floor of atrium. Yes. That's up by Voodoo. Yeah. So I haven't been there, but there's a there's a Shake Shack up there. There's yes, a right next to Shake Shack. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check uh, it out. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then second question: What what is so? First of all, I'm a Skittles guy. I get Skittles. Okay. Love Skittles. 
Um, what is something you wish you liked, but you just don't? Could be food, could be music, could be oh god, there's you know, a lot alcohol, of music. Honestly, like movie. candy, sweets. Like I'll eat them, but I don't love them, and I don't have to have them. I'm much more of a carb guy. Okay. So pretzels or love chips pretzels. or donuts or that's that's usually what I go for instead of sweets. Um, something I wish I loved though, just in like everyday life. I, that's a good question. Is there what 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 applies to you? I do not really like olives. Mm. I like um, the uh, the black olive, like the the uh, capistrano. Or I like Kalamata olives. Yeah, but I don't like green olives. I don't really. I like the idea of olives. I love salty stuff. I love pickled stuff. I love martinis. I just I can't get into like green olives and just regular black olives. I don't like the texture. I don't. They just freak me out. I would definitely more of a green than black, but I don't love them either. Yeah. I, I think mine's honestly would be like wine. And it's not that I don't like wine. It, it usually just, I always feel like it gives me a headache. Like I don't react well to wine. And that's a bummer because it it's something I would really, I think, enjoy diving into and being super deep into. But I just can't get there. Well, Keep thinking on that because I, I think that's a good like re recurring segment. Yeah, like you know, I just can't get into this. I was gonna say brown liquor too. I don't really do brown liquor uh, of any kind. Huh. I've kind of been getting into tequila a little bit. I've never been a tequila guy. I had tequila on the rocks a couple of weeks. It's just super clean and yeah, you know, it's just like getting good tequila. I don't think I'd ever had like good tequila before. Yeah, so. it's good. I, I like a margarita. Love margarita. Yeah, I have no issues with tequila. Yeah, actually, Randy, I put a uh, put a lime tree and a lemon tree in my backyard. I love it. Yeah, uh, it's it's already producing the lime tree. I, I'm gonna make a bunch of margs this weekend, uh, and then got this Australian bottle tree as well. That's just crazy. Mm. So, um, but yeah, good for you. Well, TC, that's a, that's a that's a full ass episode. It um, is. We we covered a lot of ground. I think I think we rocked them. I think we rocked them for sure. Be on the lookout. Hopefully, a YSL episode dropping sometime soon. Uh, owners pod. It's just going to be. It's it's going to continue to be for a little bit a true potpourri. You you never quite know what you're going to get week to week here on the actually. You know, and in the on the subject of your your letter that you're going to write to the Reds GM, uh, I've got an apology to Rob Manfred. As well, I wrote I read a really really good feature in the Atlantic about like basically saving baseball, right? And everything that went into the decision making and the process and figuring out what was wrong and how you know figuring out how to fix it. And really good feature there, Theo Epstein, all sorts of different elements to that. But props to Manfred. I've been very very critical of of him. I know he's you know he's a close friend of of our friend the schlong adam adam long and uh i just want to want to say you know kudos to you rob mr commish <laughs> big salute there <laughs> i got god i need some i need some of the schlong in my life some of that dry humor huh. all right tc we'll get out of here um 
we got some open championship golf this week and then some traveling and some fun stuff here uh next week so have a great time on your personal golf trip to nebraska i'm gonna have a great time in michigan and we will do this again sometime soon amen